Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. As you heard, this is the Cavino and Rich Show. Cavino and Rich are out today. Aaron Torres and Rich Orenberger, and so it's Torres and Rich. We yeah. can't we can't just say Torres and Rich, right? I mean, <laughs> it's Torres and Rich. No, Cavino and Rich are out for the afternoon. They will, of course, uh, they'll be in and out all week. They'll be uh, doing some Dan Patrick, all that good stuff. Uh, but they have a much deserved day off. Aaron Torres and Rich Orenberger in for Cavino and Rich, and we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, so. A lot of NBA. We talked a little bit during the Doug Gottlieb show about the NBA All-Star game, but there was some news that came out, as Monty just told you, just a few hours ago. So the much maligned Russell Westbrook, who I'm pretty sure has been blamed for global warming, poverty, homelessness, uh, you know, sour milk at the grocery store, gas prices, Russell Westbrook is officially a Los Angeles Clipper. He was bought out uh, by the Utah Jazz, traded to the Utah Jazz from the Lakers. Russell Westbrook is headed to the Los Angeles Clippers. Worth noting a couple things. One, he has a history with with Paul George. Remember, they played together in OKC for one year. Uh, And so it's interesting. When you heard the news, Rich, you you live in SoCal. You're here in L.A. for the afternoon. What'd you make of the news that Russell Westbrook is now a Los Angeles Clipper? Well, it's just sort of second verse, same of the first. I, he's a he's somebody who creates best with the ball in his hands throughout the course of his career. I don't know if if we're gonna see prime Russell Westbrook here with the Clippers, where they're going to then you know put him you know with the ball in his hands 65 67% of the time like it used to be when he was dominating this league and winning an MVP that's not going to be the plan you know you have PG you have Kawhi you had Russ it sort of feels like we're going to see a lot of the same things that we saw with the Lakers i mean what's what's really changed here 
You know, I mean, yeah, well, LeBron, you had AD in LA with the Lakers, and then Russ playing third wheel didn't work. So, how does this get better for Russ? with the Clippers. I guess what I would say to that is that, you know, listen, I know that, um, you know, he claimed, I, I know that LeBron was the one that pushed for him to come to the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron, of course, thinks that he's best friends with everybody until he's teammates with them. And then let's be honest, like, like I was actually thinking about this on the drive in. If you really go through the history of teammates, star teammates of LeBron, let's not talk about the Richard Jeffersons or the Channing Fries or whatever that he clearly elevated, J.R. Smith. I think you could say that for star teammates, it's ended poorly for pretty much all of them. Like, like he abandoned Wade and Bosh. Uh, Kyrie demanded a trade. We now know maybe some of that was Kyrie. Kevin Love got blamed. Kevin Love has been the same player since he started with LeBron. AD, we're now hearing reports, might be traded in the offseason, might want out. And so I bring it up because, you know, when when Russ came to L.A. the first time with the Lakers, there was, oh, you know, they they worked it, they they talked about it, and they had a meeting, and this is what they both wanted. You kind of knew... Like it's not like they they're they're the same player. They need the ball in their hands to be effective. Russ is you know he's not the player that LeBron is. We criticize LeBron for a lot, but he's not LeBron. I, I only bring it up to say I could see this working for for a few reasons. One, um, I, I do think. Westbrook maybe to a degree has a better understanding that this really is kind of the last chance saloon. I mean, if this doesn't work here, I, I don't, I don't like. I'm not being facetious. I don't think he plays in the NBA next year. I mean, if if he is not willing to take on some sort of complementary role, I don't think he plays in the NBA because the really bad teams are going to be tanking, and he's too good. He'll play too hard, and he'll screw up your tanking situation. But then teams that are are legitimate contenders, and there's more teams contending for playoffs all the, uh, the playoffs every year because of the play-in game. They're not going to want him either. So that's one. But then two, I think the other thing is, as I said, he has a history with Paul George. They played together in OKC. And it's not as though Kawhi Leonard is going to be playing every night. So I think the question is, when Kawhi is on the floor, assuming that he can make it through the season, how would that potentially look? But I think those are the big differences. Is You can respect LeBron's game while also acknowledging there's a lot of former superstars that have kind of left him on not at the best terms. And two, Westbrook does have a history with Paul George, and you wonder... Did, it certainly played a role in him getting there, but does it affect kind of how they play once they get on the court together? Yeah, I, I think it. I think any relationship that you could build off of probably does you some good in the first place because it's jarring when you leave a team and you join another team, even if it's within the same city. And I'm not even 100% certain that Russell Westbrook ever landed in Salt Lake City. Yeah, <laughs> like I, no, probably like not. I, I mean, my guess is he, he hasn't left L.A. <laughs> since yeah. this trade went down. So here here's the whole circumstance, in you know, in a nutshell. The Clippers, look, Russ is a point guard, and, and his play has diminished over the years, and the Clippers aren't really in need of, like, a true point guard. Terrence Mann kind of plays the point position for them, and they kind of have this amorphic group of talents when all the stars are playing, which, you know, arguably doesn't happen enough uh, between, you know, Kawhi Leonard and uh, and and Marcus Morris Sr. And it's it's one of those things where you can make the argument that like this this group, this group has been pretty good without a point guard. And you're going to kind of parachute in Russell Westbrook to see if it works, but I don't know if you needed to do it. I look, it's low risk, 
that's the only thing that I can argue in the favor of the Clippers. And who knows, maybe the upside is he feels a certain way about how it went with the Crosstown team and it encourages him to play better basketball. I don't know if like, you know, anger resolves a poor jump shot. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, you know, revenge is going to make you a better pure shooter, which really feels like the best fit you know, for the Clippers right now, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. It's 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 an odd choice. It really is. But but if it's a low risk signing, I guess why not? You'll sell some jerseys. I think there's there's an interesting cost benefit analysis that goes in this, and I think the posit- I think the reason you do it is because I I just don't think at this point you could trust Kawhi to stay healthy throughout the playoffs, and, and you're going to need some pop at, at some point. You know, I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard right now. He's played in 34 or 44 games for the Clippers this year. You go back to last year, previous years, um, you know, last season he played in 52 games, 57 games in that 2020 season that was disrupted by COVID, 60 games in the Toronto season. So you're talking about a minimum of 20-plus games during the regular season that he's going to miss, and then it comes down to is he healthy enough for the playoffs. Unfortunately, he had the the major injury a few years ago. So that's the positive. I do think the negative, though, is this, is that the West is, I think, as wide open as I can probably ever really remember it. There's no, there's nothing close to a dominant team. I think that's what we talked about in, in the Doug Gottlieb hour, is that's what makes the KD to the Phoenix thing so interesting, is that, like, they can legitimately go from you know wherever they are right now in the standings to winning the West, and they might even be the favorites in the West. And so, I guess what I would say is it's just it's just to me an interesting cost benefit of it could really come in handy, or in a year where there is a path to the NBA Finals out of the West, it could completely blow things up, Rich. Yeah, I look. I I look at a lot of other teams who made moves during this time period. I think the Lakers probably got better. And maybe a little bit of it was addition by subtraction. And Russell seems to be excited to be back in L.A. Um, I think the Suns obviously will catapult themselves up the board by onboarding a Hall of Famer and Kevin Durant. You know, the West is crowded at the top. And and I don't know I don't know if this is the Lakers. Yeah, I don't know if they can actually crack even the top ten. We'll see. I, it would be ridiculous if LeBron James can't get this team – into the play in, but, but I, you know, they've got some work to do. Uh, they're behind Utah and Portland, and those aren't good teams right now, uh, kind of sitting in that 13th seed if we wanted to count out that far. But the Clippers, the Clippers have been toying with being a top three team in the West all season long, have been a top three team in the West at times. I just don't really understand the decision. They don't, like I said, with man, George, Kawhi. Uh, Marcus Morris and um, uh, Zubak, they don't need necessarily a true point guard. And I guess they could have him man the second unit or be a six man, but it's just an odd fit. So I I don't see this as a move that's going to take you over the top. I'm not sure why they did it. And maybe we'll have more clarity and answers here coming up, but at first blush, it doesn't seem like a smart decision. I'll tell you what, I'd be remiss. We do have somebody who follows, the probably the person in the building that follows the Clippers as close as anybody here at Fox Sports Radio, 
Matsi Bolaño. <laughs> All right. Yes. I was literally just tweeting at Mark Medina because he tweeted out that he's going to break down what happened. And I was like, please break it down to us Clipper fans because I don't get the move. Yeah. Okay. You're on there my you side. Yeah. I don't get the move. I don't. I'm not saying it can't work, but just right now, I don't get it. You mentioned it. We're, we don't need a point guard. We just got Bones Highland from Denver, who is great off the bench. And I don't see exactly how Westbrook fits in. And yes, if he is willing to take a specific role where he has to change his style of play a little bit, maybe it works. But I don't get it. I don't understand the move. Strange. Very strange. It's strange. And I'm Monty, like as a fan, and, and I think there's a yeah. lot of people who are probably echoing your sentiments right now. It's like, it, it sort of feels like, okay, what's the best case? What's the worst case? I guess the best case is he becomes a capable six man and he plays better than he played in that role at times for the Lakers. I right. Guess. That's best case scenario. Exactly. The worst case scenario, he's an alpha. He's having a hard time with his play diminishing. Here's my question really quick, and though. Here's my question really quick. rubs people the wrong way. Yep. Is Paul George an alpha? And are we sure Kawhi is an alpha? Like, <laughs> no. no, seriously. Because, like, LeBron <laughs> is an alpha. Like, you can criticize yeah. LeBron for whatever you want. That dude's an alpha. That dude's give me the ball and get out of the way. I think Kawhi is that when he plays, but how often is he there? And I don't think Paul George is that. So maybe, that, maybe you do need a kick in the butt. I, I'm just... We'll have Mark Medina on in a few minutes to break it all down. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I would lean more towards you guys. I also said during the Doug Gottlieb show, I think that that guy got way too much blame for what went wrong and lost with the Lakers. Maybe this change of slight scenery going down the hall will help (laughs) him. Uh, But I agree. He got so much hate. I said it to the guys earlier today. I was like, I feel like he's angry because of the hate that he got. So many fans were so mean. People were so mean to him. And he took a lot of the blame when it really, mm, the blame could have been spread. Let's be real. It wasn't just him. I like Westbrook. I like that he plays every play like it's going to be the last time he ever touches the ball. I appreciate that side of Westbrook. So if he does, you know, bring in that energy that the Clippers could use, even though Terrence Mann it has great energy, he definitely brings that into the game. Maybe Westbrook can help. I just, I right now, I don't get it. I hope I'm proven wrong. And I hope, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm like, yeah, go Clippers, you did the best thing ever. That's what I'm hoping I'm going to say. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing we don't have to hope for, Mark Medina. He will deliver the goods. He will answer all of Rich Orenberger and Monty Bolaños' questions. Uh, Mark Medina joins us next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time, so saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code CNDR. That's C-A-N-D-R. Only on the DK Horse app. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Cavino and Rich Show. Cavino and Rich are out today. Aaron Torres and Rich Orenberger in. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That said, we want to go right out to the phone lines. Bring in a regular here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, He is an NBA writer for NBA.com, Fox Sports Radio, NBA Insider. And, of course, make sure to follow him on Twitter at MarkG underscore Medina. Mark Medina is on the phone. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Always a fun time in the NBA, whether it's All-Star Weekend or regular season. Always stuff going on. There is certainly always stuff going on, and we want to start with the news of the day, the, the Russell Westbrook news. For people just joining us, Russell Westbrook has been uh, has has signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, right before you came on, we got into a heated debate between myself, Rich, and Monsi Bolaños on the impact and, and everything that could happen with, uh, with Russell Westbrook now with the Los Angeles Clippers. Give us the background on how this this came together and how the principals see it working out. Yeah, well, first off, if you need me to referee or officiate, let me know. But okay. as, far as, as far as how it came to be, it's really interesting because I was talking to some folks in the organization even as uh, recently as this weekend, and they were saying that it was extremely unlikely 
that Russell Westbrook uh, would sign with the Clippers, even though Paul George and Marcus Morris Sr. publicly uh, advocated for him. And Kawhi Leonard did the same thing behind the scenes. And the reason why they thought it was unlikely, because of all the issues that we saw with Russell Westbrook uh, these past few seasons with the Lakers, of you know his struggle with adapting to his role, his poor shooting, his poor defense. And I think the Clippers internally felt like we're better off you know, having two-way players um, and the guys that they got specifically in the trade deadline with Bones Highland and Eric Gordon, we don't want to take away minutes from them. So what changed? Well, the short version is basically Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the Clippers coaching staff advocated for this move. And why the Clippers front office came around is they felt like, hey, their roster is different than the Lakers. They have better shooters, better defenders, than the Lakers do. So because of that roster makeup, they can really lean in on Russ's strengths of, you know, him gaining out on the open floor, him being a competitive available guy and also shielding from some of his weaknesses with his defense and shooting because they have other players that can do that. The other thing that changed is they had a lot of conversations with Russell Westbrook and his representatives really, you know, having real talk about what his role would be and what that role would be would be up in the air. In the best case scenario, there could be times that he starts and has heavy minutes, but there could be times he comes off the bench and doesn't have a lot of minutes. It really just depends on how, you know, his play is. But the one thing that the Clippers stressed uh, is that they don't view Westbrook as a third star behind Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They view him as another player on a already loaded roster and, you know, I think that speaks from the pra- the practical end that, you know, he's on the buyout mark. It's not a $47 million player anymore, but it's also in relation to their roster makeup that, that you know, for all the issues they have with their health and their chemistry from top to bottom, they do have a lot of depth. When you look at what went wrong, kind of doing the quick autopsy here on the Lakers' relationship with Westbrook, how much of this was Westbrook? How much of this was LeBron? How much of this was fit in that roster? What would you say in in this uh, in this postmortem was the biggest reason why that didn't work in LA with the Lakers? Uh, what, what what are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, I think everyone deserves blame, but not everyone deserves blame equally. I mean, the the majority of the blame for the Lakers' woes this past year and a half points to the front office and how they constructed the roster, and part of that has to do with adding Russell Westbrook at the expense of some of their depth, as well as listening to LeBron James in the first place. So, you know, no one's blameless here, but even when you account for the Lakers' poor roster and, you know, because of that, not really putting Russ in a position to succeed, I think when it comes to evaluating his time with the Lakers and why it didn't work out, he primarily deserves the blame because ahead of time he knew what he was signing up for, that he would be the third option behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and that he would have to sacrifice his game in terms of playing on and off the ball. Initially, they didn't talk about him coming off the bench, but philosophically there was a lot of talk that he would have to adjust his game, and Russ said that he was all about that. And whether it was with Frank Vogel or Darvin Ham there really wasn't that willingness to buy in. Maybe this season there was a tacit approval that, hey, I'll come off the bench because I don't have any other choice. But there are a lot of times that he was gaining the way of what the team needed from him. I mean, the last game of his time with the Lakers 
when Darvin Ham tried to sub him out at the end of the second quarter. He was pouting and taking a sweet time getting off the floor. And so it's things like that. So while he still was a good person behind the scenes and a competitive player, and you give him credit for being available on a team that struggled with that because of all the different injuries, uh, I think that he also you know, made things a lot more needlessly difficult they need, that they needed to. And so even with the Lakers' own set of problems, a lot of this pins on Russ. So, Mark, I don't want to spend the whole time on Russ Westbrook, but one, one kind of last follow-up, at least for me on Russ, is with like, – like we kind of know what his limitations are, what he's good at, what he's not. I bring it up to say, if this can't work, if he isn't willing to change his game for the Los Angeles Clippers – is this guy out of the NBA next year? Because, I, you know, you look at, at what the options were post-buyout, and I just sit there and say, if you're a bad team and you're tanking, this guy is going to play hard, he's going to ruin your chance to tank. And if you're good, and we now live in a world where more teams make the playoff via the play-in game, now he's messing with chemistry on a potential playoff team. So this feels like to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm, I've been told I'm wrong all the time, is this last chance saloon for him where if he can't make it work with the Clippers, I could see the scenario where he's not playing anywhere next year? Yeah, I very well could see that. I mean, look, the reality is Russ got a second chance uh, with the Clippers because he's a buyout candidate. He's not a $47 million player anymore. And so to some degree, you know, where his career has headed is also taking a nosedive. But now it's about, okay, can he be a positive presence on a team? And the ironic part with Russ is, you know, whether it's the Lakers or any team that he's been on, no one discounts his competitiveness and his remarkable durability, as well as, you know, his willingness to provide, you know, one-on-one kind of leadership, you know, particularly to young guys. All those things are there, but ironically enough, the weaknesses vastly outweigh those positives about, you know, his stubbornness and refusal to change his game and you know, limit his his mistakes, whether it's turnovers or bad percentage shots. And so, you know, the Clippers to a man would be will be the first to admit they don't know if this is going to work. But what gave them some relative comfort is that if it doesn't work, they can pivot. There's no attachment to him. He's a buyout candidate, and you know they can say goodbye after the season. But it's also after having these very real conversations with him as well as the team itself, that he is not the third star on the team. He'll have to be ready to accept a role. And I think the greater great unknown is that, to some degree, Russ already had these conversations with the Lakers when he signed with them. The context a little bit different because of his salary number, and he was considered the third star. But he had said things about, hey, I'm willing to sacrifice my game, but then once it plays out in real time, it's not so much the case. Maybe he accepts the role as far as minutes and coming off the bench starting, but as far as his ability to adjust his role just hasn't been there. So we'll see if the fact that the Clippers have a better roster in terms of shooting and defending can offset that or if it's going to be the same old story with Russ. But with all that, I really think that this is his last chance to salvage his career. Mark, I'm going to read you a couple of quotes before we scram here. That was the worst basketball game ever played. That's all-star game losing <laughs> coach Mike Malone. Uh, uh, Jalen Brown called it a glorified layup line. I mean, if the coaches and the stars who are playing in the all-star game don't seem to care, why should we? Yeah, it's a good point because even within the context of three years ago when they changed the format of the game with the Elon rule where 
you know, you had to reach a target score after the third quarter. That created more competitive moments, including last night's game. But still, prior to that, no players were defending. It was a glorified layup line, as, as you mentioned, that Jalen Brown said. And so, yeah, it just seems like no matter what the NBA does to try to create competitive, competitive enhancements, that it just seems like a marketing ploy. Um, so I don't know what the solution there is other than to scrap it completely, but the reality is the NBA is never going to do that because they want their kick and they want to be able to eat it too. So I guess, you know, maybe the only, the only source of comfort is knowing what you're signing up for when you're tuning in, that you're not going to get a good basketball game. You might have some fun highlight reel moments, whether it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going up against each other or some random lobs, but in between is just a lot of bad hoops. Real quick, um, for people who haven't been following the NBA, I mean, obviously the, the the big news of the last couple weeks is is the Kevin Durant move to to Phoenix. You know, in a lot of the sports books, he uh, Phoenix is now the uh, uh, Western Conference favorite. What what other kind of narratives and storylines outside of KD? Obviously, uh, you know Russell Westbrook. We just talked about what what else should people be following here as we enter the second half in a couple days. Yeah, well, I think the other parts is just the West, the rest of the West. It just feels like completely wide open, whether it's the Denver Nuggets trying to show that they deserve to be in championship contention along with Phoenix. Obviously, Kyrie Irving still with the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic. Can the Lakers make a playoff push now that they traded Russell Westbrook? Uh, so there's a lot of storylines. Like past seasons, there doesn't seem to be any prohibitive favor in either conference. So on one hand, that can make for a lot of more parity and competitive games and kind of the unpredictability and unknown appeal to, you know, most casual fans and diehard fans. But there's also not that, you know, favorite team that a huge fan base will root for and other fans will root against. So, um, so far, it has helped the league as far as their viewership this year and their ticket revenue. But I know that in other years, it has been good for the league when there is that dominant dynastic team because you see a lot of excellent play and you know all the 29 other fan bases root against that team he is mark medina nba insider writing at nba.com and of course our fox sports radio nba insider make sure to follow him on twitter at mark g underscore medina mark we appreciate the time we know we'll be talking again soon thank you mark i appreciate you guys be well Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Monty, yes. do you have faith that, like, wh- what is a Clippers fan's stance on Kawhi at this point? So, I am annoyed with Kawhi, Is that obviously. most of the fan base? I think so. It'd be If somebody told me that they weren't, I'd be like, you're lying. It's, <laughs> okay. You're absolutely lying. It's quite annoying. He's great. You know, like when he's out there and he's on it, he is so great to watch. I, I like the I like his style of like not wanting to be in the spotlight either. I like Kawhi, but I hate this load management that he really started. Like in the NBA, he took it to another level. He did take it to another to another level. Even with the Spurs, you know, when he had that quad injury, where Popovich was like, "He, our doctors cleared him. You talk to him." Like it was that whole thing. So he's annoying, but you know, he stays out of the spotlight. He doesn't stir drama. So that's why that's why I'm just annoyed, and it's not beyond that. 
You know Fair what I mean? Fair enough. I was just curious because we as outsiders, I'm not a Clippers fan. Right. Like, I think we're all just kind of like, dude, just come on. You, oh, you get paid super. a lot of money. Just play. Just play. But I didn't know if there was like an implicit understanding, like when we signed them, this is how it was always going to be. No, blah, I don't blah, blah, think blah, so. so. I, I doubt it. But annoying. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little NFL news. The Colts are expected to name Jaguars passing game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter as their next offensive coordinator, according to ESPN. The Dolphins are hiring Chargers defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill to be their defensive pass game coordinator. And the Chargers are expected to promote secondary coach Derek Ansley to replace Hill. Pro Football Talk reports that the Giants are likely to franchise tag quarterback Daniel Jones. Quarterback Derek Carr visited the Jets, and apparently it went well, according to ESPN. And college football executives are looking at ways to shorten the time frames of games by instituting new rules, including not stopping the clock following first downs outside of the final two minutes of each half. This is according to Sports Illustrated. And this story just came out. Shohei Otani's agent has not said a lot about what Otani wants to do, but he said today that he has every right to play this season and explore free agency. Oh, so he's actually going to play and not just sit out and, and mope like Kyrie and whoever. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He's like, he's earned the right to play and then explore free agency and then we'll see what happens. Very interesting. We'll mm-hmm. be talking, by the way, Rich and I, about that college football uh, story Ooh, in yeah. hour four. Very interesting. They're expanding the playoff, adding potentially up to 17 games total to a college football season. But man, oh man, got to limit those hits. Let's keep that running clock <laughs> yeah. going. All right. Thank you, Monty. We appreciate it. Yeah. That was Monty Bolaños. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Richard Warnberger, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Just really quick, you know, it, it's one thing. I, I found it very interesting. One thing for you and I to sit here, you know, I, I can't speak for you. I have no personal affiliation with the NBA other than as a fan. I've never covered it, never been around, you know, in, like whatever. It's one thing for us to sit here in the Fox Sports Radio studios and say the All-Star game feels unsalvageable. It's another thing for Mark Medina, who covers the league for a living, to basically say the same. I I, I was very interested that even he was kind of waving the white flag of like, I don't really know what Adam Silver could do at this point. But hang on. the Like, you have eyes, right? Sure, of course. Yeah. And those they eyes, though, and they work, and those eyes are important to any sports league out there because guess what? Uh, I don't know how old you are, but Your age. you're okay. You're 37, 37. Yeah. Okay. So, so we are in the key demographic for the NBA. Like we are who they want. 18 right? to 38. They, well, they're looking, they're looking for us. Sure. They're looking to cater this to the meatiest part of their demographic. How do we capture these eyes? Well, if you look at that all-star game, it's not for Mark Medina, by the way. Mark Medina is going to cover the league regardless. He's going to make his salary from whatever periodical, whatever news outlet wants to pay Mark Medina. He's going to cover the sport for consumption by people like us who are the consumers. So even though you've never covered the game as closely and intimately as Mark, your opinion of this game matters more than Mark's. Sure, that's interesting. My, right. my opinion, anybody who's listening to us, driving around, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. Accounting, hammering nails into roofs, garbage truck, a white-collar job, I don't care. You are a key demographic. If you fall within a certain age range, you're a certain gender for the NBA, and they are losing us in mass, especially when they're putting on performances with a bunch of rich, entitled athletes barely pretending to care about this game. It was a brutal watch. It was silly. In fact, 
You could make the argument that the All-Star game, it used to be so that regional people could see all of the stars in a sports league play all at once together. And to give you an opportunity to watch that, and it was really cool. It was a unique idea at the time. It was kind of based off of the barnstorming games that they used to play around mm. Major League Baseball in years past. And um, and then when it became a television product, you know, when you're in the Boston area, you could only see the Celtics. Sure. You know, when Makes you're sense. in the New York area, you're watching the Knicks. When you're in the Indiana, you're watching the Pacers. But you got an opportunity to see all the stars show up for this one weekend. And so maybe you're un- unfamiliar with Bill Russell. Maybe you're unfamiliar with Kareem. But you got to, in your tiny town, get to watch those guys, too, on a nationally televised event. And that was cool. Well, it's not cool anymore because these guys don't make it cool. These guys don't care about it, and they show you. Literally, Jalen Brown said it's a glorified layup line. Uh, You had a head coach say that it was the worst basketball game he's ever seen. The All-Star game is so broken, and so you either switch it one way or the other. You make it a complete circus where you're you're basically turning into what the Pro Bowl has done, where you're leaning into how – how ridiculous all this has become and you're just basically playing like like you know eight-year-old party games and relay races with the guys or you try to wait or you try to find a way to inspire them to play harder otherwise like mark medina just said you scrap it because it's it's a big waste of everybody's time you said it all well very well there um i don't i don't have anything to add it's just it was it was jarring and again when you have players, as you said, that are participating in the game, saying it's a glorified pickup, uh, a glorified layup line, like Jalen Brown said, you have the coaches participating, saying the same. You know, we've gotten to a bad place. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger in for Cavino and Rich. Coming up, pitchers and catchers have reported, and there are some things that you need to know. We'll discuss that next. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Paulie and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW. Back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. This is the Cavino and Rich Show. Cavino and Rich are out. Aaron Torres, Rich Orenberger are in. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low. Chalk is the new champion of natural tea boosters. Chalk boosts testosterone 20% in 90 days. Chalk is giving 35% off with code CRSHOW. That's on CHOQ.com, CHOQ.com, Chalk.com, code CRSHOW. All right, Rich. Uh, pitchers and catchers report. Actually, it's it's interesting. I, I see Cavino and Rich. I see all the clips posted on the Fox Sports Radio YouTube channel and Instagram. These guys like their baseball. So this is kind of right in Cavino and Rich's wheelhouse, but it's also in your wheelhouse. You live in San Diego. You spend a lot of time covering the Padres. And for people who are getting ready to tune into baseball as pitchers and catchers report, there is a lot of kind of new uh, – the game is going to look a lot different. So we we're, we're kind of actually talking about it during the break. For people who – didn't really pay attention to the MLB offseason or whatever. Uh, give us a rundown of what is going to change in this sport because, as I said, when people tune on, uh, tune in for the first time here over these next couple weeks, there's going to be a lot of changes that they need to know. Yeah, rule changes are coming in 2023, and I think a lot of them are good. I know that's controversial to say because many baseball fans are pretty stodgy about the sport. A lot of baseball players are pretty unbending when it comes to the sport and the rules that are uh, govern the sport, but the most important one is probably the banning of the shift where now two infielders have to be on either side of second base and they have to be either be on the dirt or the infield graph grass um at the point of delivery per at bat you know th- this is an important change because it's going to open up offense 
you know, more and more teams started utilizing the shift and because all this board is now analytically driven, you completely understand because if you're facing a dead pull hitter who's a lefty, maybe you want to stack some support out there in right field and just completely vacate the left side of the infield and 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 the outfield because frankly, if a hitter doesn't hit over there, why bother? So that's a big, big part of this. But also there's gonna be a pitch clock instituted. Now a pitcher has to to start his delivery toward home plate within 20 seconds if there's a, a runner on board or 15 seconds without. Uh, there's going to be a limit to how many times you can uh, throw pickoffs, you know, so disengaging with the rubber to throw it to first or second if somebody's got a healthy lead off a bag. You know, these are some of the rules that are going to come to baseball. Oh, and the larger bases, So what is the larger base? Like, what is the strategic reason that they're doing that? So they're doing it for two reasons. One is to obviously have less of those instances where it's close play at first. You have a a first baseman in the stretch and a runner stomp on his ankle. Okay. So player safety is a part of it. The other part of it, and and frankly the part that I'm more interested in it, is if you have a larger base by whatever the measurement is, two inches per bag, it shortens the amount of distance that a player has to run to steal second, right? You know, or or third or home for that matter. You know, you have this opportunity to shorten the distance between first and second, second and and third by four inches. Now, how many times do we see uh, a, a, a shortstop or a second baseman's glove touchdown and the fingers of the base runner within four four inches of the bag the answer is a lot those are close plays so we're going to see more offense more small ball we're going to see faster paced games it's the first time that we've seen baseball take seriously a lot of things that have been talked about ratings and how late games go and getting the younger generation involved and more offense and doing things that I think are really going to improve some of those those issues they complain about. It'll be interesting. I, I don't like. I just think baseball. I, I don't know that. I, I don't. I don't know that I like the rule changes. Like, like I think that's what makes baseball baseball. There's no clock. There's no you know until the final out is is done. The final the game can still go on. You know, and so I, I don't know that the casual fan like. I don't know that. Cha- like like speeding up the game and making it a two hour forty eight minute experience instead of a three hour twelve experience three hour twelve minute like I don't know that that matters to the people that like the sport now I understand every business is trying to grow get bigger bring in a bigger audience I, like I I don't know like I kind of like the strategy of you know trying to keep the runner close and and multiple throwovers and you step off the rubber and you and, you know then the batter gets I don't know maybe I'm old school I, I I'm not the biggest baseball guy as it is, so maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. But I think like when you go to the ballpark, you enjoy being at the ballpark and and you know, and if if the game goes long, then you leave. I will say this, I've said this many times. I was actually at the longest Angels game in Angels history. It went like nineteen innings. Now we eventually left in like the seventeenth because it was an hour and a half drive and we had to get up the early the next day. It was fun being at that game. Like the tension in a regular season game made it fun. I don't know if it would have been as fun if there's a ghost runner at second, if there's this. I, I don't know. I, I think baseball is trying to solve the wrong problems, but I might be the wrong guy. Well, take the shot clock out of basketball and imagine how bad that sport would be. Sure. So so my thought process is like when 
Like, so right now, a lot of people complain about how much offense there is in the NBA. Nobody plays defense anymore. But imagine if you took the shot clock out of basketball. I mean, they're trying to essentially institute that with the pitch clock in baseball. But imagine if you took that out. You would literally have teams comprise themselves of perimeter shooters and ball handlers, and they would stay out of the paint, and they play keep away. You would have four-minute offensive possessions by basketball teams. And even though it might be fun to see strategy – for some, for the majority of people, to be like, this is awful. And that's sure. how a lot of people feel about baseball. So, look, welcome more people under the tent. If everybody is saying, hey, it's too slow of a pace of game, it takes too long, maybe make some changes. I'm curious to see what the, the reaction is going to be when they actually institute this this year. Be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to follow as we head into the spring. Speaking of heading into the spring, NFL draft coming up. One prospect compared to an all-timer. That's next. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.